When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, and with me is the star of the show, Kevin. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Hopefully I started that recording and it, and it got the first part of what I was saying because it was, it was ground shaking is what it was basically so anyway we uh the seahawks are now 0 and two in the preseason again meaningless games and and i'll we'll get into like the way 12s might be reacting uh good or bad uh based on the first two preseason games so far because there seems to be a lot of a lot of dislike as far as what's going on and the team's 0 and two but it's again preseason but um did you have just a few takeaways from from yesterday's game and and we'll get into positives and negatives but just overall anything that really stood out to you well i i i'll be honest with you i don't know if i can even get a get a grasp on what this team's gonna look like based on these two preseason games because i mean I don't even know what they're doing. I mean, I, I have, you know, they're obviously not, they're obviously not playing the starter. The guys they're playing, I mean, I don't even, I hope the starters are good and I hope they stay healthy because the guys that are playing these two games are, don't appear to be very good, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's, uh, there's no scheming that goes into the games. You know, it's not like the Seahawks are going into the Broncos preseason game thinking this is how we stop this player for the Broncos or whatever. They're just out there playing vanilla because they want to see how these players line up and play, especially the backups, because they're trying to see who's going to make the team and who's who's not going to make the team. For instance, Dominic Wood Anderson is not going to make the team unless they just want to have a player on the team who has penalties called against them all. How do we stop this drive? Let's insert Dom Wood Anderson, basically. Three penalties last. He looked terrible. I mean, he was kind of just an outlier, a guy they picked up just to see what he would do. But, man, he's he's not going to make it. And, um, you know, the, the battle for – they won't have three quarterbacks on the roster because they never do. Thankfully, uh, Russell Wilson's been healthy enough for his entire career that they haven't really had to even put in a backup. I think – I think Geno Smith played against the Jets last year, right? And that was the most a backup had played in years, right? As far as I can right. remember. But um, Geno Smith didn't play last night because he had a concussion from 
from the first preseason game. So they went with two two guys who maybe practice squad guys or trying to maybe catch on with another team. Um, Alex Magoo and uh, Sean Mannion. And Mannion played the second half. Magoo played the first half. Uh, you know, I, I, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about these guys because neither one of them are going to make the roster anyway. But Magoo kind of was the reason they were down to begin with, right? I mean, he, he played horribly. I mean, he, he shows a lot of athleticism, but he makes some stupid plays and stupid throws. Yeah, he's not he's not good at all. And I don't, you know, unfortunately, the, the guys who are trying to make the squad, you know, the the some of the skilled players are with him in there, him and Manon, I mean, it kind of hampers their ability to show off their wares. You know what I mean? I mean, if you don't have a really good guy trying to get the ball to you or, you know, running the play right or, you know, it's just, it's, it seems difficult for, to get a good grasp, like I said, on, on what's going on. And, and yeah, it's, it's just interesting. I don't think I've ever seen it like this before. I don't, I don't recall I mean, I understand there's no schemes and all of that stuff. You're just trying to get some players out there and see what they can do. But it just seems like a disarray. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, you know, we're so used to seeing the Seahawks play, Pete Carroll play the starters some in the preseason. Of course, last year there was no preseason. But in years before that, there were four preseason games. And you might not see the starters or whatever the first game, and definitely not the last game, but in games two and three, you'd see them play a little bit in two and a little bit more in three, and you haven't seen the starters, especially offensive starters at all this preseason. And I think for 12s who are, who are kind of freaking out about the way the team looks, and, and I'm not saying you're doing that because you're not doing that, but there are some people who seem to be watching what they're watching in preseason and thinking this team in the regular season is not going to be any good. Well, let's assume that uh, worst case scenario, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, Dwayne Brown, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, everybody on the offensive line who should be a starter, except for maybe the center, Will Disley, Gerald Everett, Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, Quandre Diggs, Carlos Dunlap. Let's assume they all get hurt. <laughs> and this is actually the team you're going to have. Well, they're not going to win any games. They're going to stink because all the good players are gone. That's not going to happen. So especially offensively, what we're seeing in preseason is you're not seeing Shane Waldron's offense because why would a, a new offensive coordinator or any offensive coordinator, if, even if they've been with the team for a year or two, unveil, hey, this is what the offense is going to look like with no starters, first of all, that he's going to be using. Why would they unveil that offense? Because it's pointless. You don't want other teams figuring out what you're trying to do, especially for a first-time offensive coordinator. And you're not using your – so the, the play calling – I mean, there was one weird thing where they went – they ran for it on third and five or whatever when they were in Denver territory. And then I think that was the drive where Magoo ended up being sacked because he was running around for no reason. Just got, he fumbled because he got sacked. I mean, that was weird. If that happens in the regular season and you're running in that situation, yeah, that's bad. But again, it's the play call. They're not doing the play calling like they will in the regular season and there's no starter. So what you're seeing has no basis on the regular season. So it's like, you know, yeah, you think you think this. I mean, 
I would think the start some starters will play next week, wouldn't you think? I, mean, I would hope so. At least a, okay. a series or two. That that would be my hope. But heck, the Rams kept everybody out in 2019. They didn't play any any of their starters the whole preseason. So maybe and do we have Shane Waldron who came over from the Rams and maybe he told Pete, hey, let's just not even play these guys. I mean, you know, you know the, the, and as you as you were going through some of those names, like, damn, those guys are pretty good. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe I just kind of had a totally different mindset on this. It's like maybe they know that we are so good and these guys are so good. We know we know what we're going to get, so why even bother playing them? You know, right. and it's just, just the complete opposite of what you would think. And hopefully they'll play some next week. But um, I mean, they got you know they got to get some because I don't know that they're they don't I don't think they're tackling too much in practice anymore and things like that. So you guys got to right. get a little bit of contact. But um, maybe we're just that good <laughs> that we don't need any preseason games. Last year, hey. Didn't have any preseason last year, you know, so yeah, what the heck? They started off really well. Yeah, I think um, I, I think maybe that's it. Maybe the starters are really good. But the scary thing, I guess, is if they do actually lose starters in the regular season, they go from being really good to not good. So I don't know. Well, we found a We found a replacement for KJ, right? <laughs> Yeah, which <laughs> he looked really good. You know, he started. We all know he started off as, as a linebacker and then he transitioned to fullback. But really, he's a special team stud, right? But it's like right. he he looked good. I mean, again, that was against backups. And I, another thing to throw out there is Denver had their starters and for most of the first half against Seattle's backups. So again, and and that's both sides of the ball. So what you're seeing is not reality. Just just relax. It's not reality. Now, it could be that, you know, regular season comes around and week one, they get trashed. If they get trashed in the first game, then I'm thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be a bad season. And there's going to be a lot of changes after 2021, if that's the case. But this isn't reality. But but yeah, I I, I don't know. Nick, Nick Ballore played well against backups, you know, but. Two guy, two linebackers who I thought did well against the starters of the Broncos. Jordan Brooks looked really good. He got beat that one time trying to cover that tight end. That's not really his forte. But he flies around. He's everywhere. He's he's Bobby Wagner light as far as how much ground he covers in the tackling. And I thought Cody Barton was fantastic. Again, um, fewer snaps, but he, he shows a lot of speed, shows the ability to cover. Um, KJ Rice on coming back. Because why would you bring them back when you've got Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, and, and Cody Barton? There's no point. I mean, I like KJ Wright, but at this point, there's no room for him on the roster, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. You know, and and you, they did have the starters in there, and you also with Denver, you've got Bridgewater and Locke. They're trying to get the job. So you know, Good the preseason point. for them is I'm trying, I'm trying to get a job. So you've got them playing their best against you know the Seahawks whatever we had out there because I don't have a job locked up. I'm not Russell Wilson. So, you know, that's, and they had, they had, they're out there trying to fight for a job, just like the the other guys that are playing for the Seahawks, except it's the starting job. Yeah. I, that's a, that's a, a big point too, actually. It's not, you're not just trying to make the team you're on the team are assumed unless something happens. But yeah, they're they're fighting for a starting job. So it's like if you had 
Seahawks out there fighting for starting jobs. They're going to be even playing this, this, trying to run the scheme or call the play, run the play that's called a lot better and things like that. So, but you know what's not better than anything else or is better than its competition? I guess I should say is Manscaped because there's just, it's that's the starting unit, right? For what you want in that au revoir. And then everything else yeah, is secondary. Exactly. There's there's no comparison. They've got the starting job. And if you're ready to unveil your beach bod, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Complement your summer bod with a trim from your lead from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining. Call on your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready. For hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. It's time to bundle up the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which we mentioned before, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And that's your uh, the the product, not your real goodies. <laughs> First off, the new performance package 4.0 includes the new lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the goat of all ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multi-function on-off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention the trimmer's waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the Manscaped 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor, 360-degree rotary blade, dual-blade system. The nose hair, ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped liquid formulations before heading outside. Use crop preserver, ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use crop reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to your performance package 4.0. The Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. The weed Whacker is only 39 bucks, 40 bucks. I really need well, to get that. Bad, no. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I th- we talked about this last week, but I've got a, like a little nose trimmer thing, and it's just like, for some reason, it gets really hot, and I don't even, I don't even run it that long, you know, so it's, it's kind of weird, but oh well, but um, 
I mean, before we we move on to like the Chargers game next week, because you know, zero and two start to the preseason. While that doesn't mean anything, still as Seahawks fans, we still want them to win every game, and, and we want them to be at least competitive. And I guess in in based on what I was seeing on Twitter last night during the game, I, I guess that's one of the bigger issues that people are having and that's understandable you at least want to be competitive the funny thing is they they what was it 20 to 7 loss to the raiders that's what it was right in the first yeah but the stats were so one-sided but if you look at the stats in this game um somebody was saying oh they're averaging in the first half there at one point they were averaging seven yards a play again this is their starters versus our backup so take that for what it is but overall, the the total yards two sixty four for the Broncos, two fifty for the Seahawks. Um, average play was four point three to four point zero. It's it, game. The game was closer than what, it, and it's not like Seattle's making this great comeback in the second half. Even the stats at halftime were closer. So it it was almost like a misnomer because of all those early turnovers, like the pick that Magoo threw on the first drive to Simmons, a wide open. Justin Simmons. And then um, he had the fumble in Denver territory. He had the interception in Denver ter- territory. In any, Even if the starters in the game were in the game for Seattle, that's going to dictate the game. So it was 30-3 to three Denver, but it was like, again, it's preseason. It's meaningless. And the turnovers that happened, and again, I'm just saying this is relax. The turnovers that happened aren't going to happen most likely with Russell Wilson, right? So what we're seeing again is not reality, correct? Yeah, because they, <laughs> and we st- we struggled in the first half when they had their starters in, and then we got better when they put their backups yeah. in. So yeah, I just mean, like last week. Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. <clears throat> and like you know, I mean those. <clears throat> Justin Simmons getting a pick. Well, God, I hope you get a pick in the preseason, dude. Come on. You know, you're and you're obviously pissed off at Jamal Adams, but you know, we all know what that's about. But still, I mean, you know, hey, he picked off Magoo right on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's again, and Magoo is it's weird because he shows so much so much athleticism, but his head is not there for an NFL quarterback. He'll be a practice squad player somewhere just because he has so much athleticism, but Man, he's not going to make the team, neither is Mannion. So I'm hoping that next week when they do play the Chargers, the starters, I kind of temper this because it's like, I hope the starters play a series or two maybe and no injuries, but man, they better look better, right? Otherwise people are going to be like, ugh. Yeah, they got a place. I mean, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, they'll be, uh, uh, we'll see, but I, I imagine they're going to play some stars. I mean, you kind of have to, you know. Yeah, there's that because this this year there's like that whole week, more than a week between. It used to be you had preseason, then you had the cuts, final cuts, which you do still this because you have the last preseason. The cuts are on um, what three days after the after the final game, final preseason game against the. Chargers. So the final cuts cut down day is the 31st. The game against the Chargers is on the 28th. And there's a cut down day this week too on the 24th. So in a couple of days, but it's just to 80. So they went from 90 to 85 to 80. 
then the players that will be cut besides Dominic Wood Anderson are are going to be I'm I'm joking but he needs to be cut are going to be players <laughs> that you probably don't even know oh this guy's still on the team so it's kind of weird they went from eight and they made the change last year they went from 90 to 53 bam which was a change from the previous year where they kind of slowly cut down but they did more of a greater cut down this 5-5 and then all the way down to 53 it's like I'm not really sure what their what their aim is there but you know who makes this team and who doesn't make the t- this team will be decided in 9 days from now actually on the 31st are there any players that you're seeing well let's talk about the running backs for instance DJ Dallas that guy needs to make the team. I don't care if he's the third oh, yeah. down running he back needs to be or whatever. For sure. Because um, you have Rashad Penny, who didn't look good again last night. Alex Collins played in the same line against the same defenders. And no, he wasn't fantastic, but he looked better than Penny. And DJ Dallas looks like he could he could return kicks. He's going to be like a third down back, but you could even put that guy out wide, right, as like a slot receiver. He needs to be involved in that Shane Waldron offense, he's the perfect fit for it. He needs to get a lot of reps. I don't care where he plays. He could even be, heck, you could snap and take Russell Wilson out and snap it straight to DJ Dow, do something with him. Guy's exciting to watch, isn't he? Oh yeah. He's good. He's athletic. He's, he can, he's versatile. And yeah, like you said, he can play all over the place. So yeah, I'd keep him. I mean, he's again, it's preseason, but he's, he showed last year when he got that start against the 49ers. He didn't pick up a lot of yards, but he, he got some tough yards and made some big plays. Um, he's not going to probably ever be like a first down guy, first or three down back. But Travis Homer doesn't need to be on the team at this point. If they're going to keep four running backs, they need to be Carson, Penny, uh, Collins, and maybe even Collins over Penny uh, as far as first second team stuff but then dj dallas so after after that i don't know so what do you think about the cornerbacks i mean uh, trey flowers was a little bit more physical and didn't look as bad he probably couldn't look as bad as he did against the raiders but witherspoon got beat on that crossing pattern cornerbacks are hurting they yeah that's i i was i thought that would be a stronger position and it's then it well again it's preseason but i thought they'd look a little bit stronger all the talk about you know flowers getting better and i just i'm not seeing it but you know well i think you know witherspoon's a good player we'll see but um yeah i don't know i i've seen a lot of you know the whole sherman thing and i've seen a lot of oh sherman we don't need him he's a trouble yeah whatever but um you know it probably doesn't look like we're going to be getting him Anytime soon, I don't know if there's any interest in him at all, but um, we'll see what happens at that position. It's not real strong right now. Yeah, the I tweeted something out just randomly a couple of days ago about Sherman saying, "Hey, the Seahawks still need to sign Richard Sherman," and um, several people responded by saying, and and I'm not arguing this point that they have, but several people responded. A lot of people were like, "Yeah." But some people responded by like, yeah, I need to worry about his mental health more than football because things are some things are more important than football, which is absolutely 100 percent true. But for Richard Sherman, he kind of seems like he needs football and it might actually help him if he's on a team. I, I'm I am no psychiatrist at, at all, but just 
based watching Richard Sherman through the years, he gets so tied. Football is a part of him. It looks like so him being on a on a team, especially if he stays in Seattle. We talked about this last week, but I think we'll keep talking about this as bad as the cornerbacks look. And knowing that Richard Sherman is still a very good cornerback and lives in the Seattle area. Yes, mental health is more important than football, 100,000%. But, again, football might help Richard Sherman, right? Yeah, and I, and I don't even – I mean, you know, mental health is a big – you know, it's a big topic these days. But I don't I don't even – I mean, does he have mental health issues or did he just have a bad day and had an argument yeah. with his wife? I mean, everybody – Good every, point. You know, pe- people make it sound like, oh – Unless it's in the new, unless you're in the news, your life is great. Everybody's got no <laughs> issues at home, and um, everything's good. Who knows what's going on with these guys at home or whatever they're doing? So I mean, just to make those, like I said, you're not a psychiatrist. Neither are these people making the comments, so they don't know what his situation is. And and you know, I, I don't know. It's it's like whatever, you know. But every that's all mental health is, and and I understand that. I mean, I, I'm you know I've I, I'm familiar with that with that stuff, but um, it's just like I mean, let's just take things at face value and not read in read more into things than there is. But yeah, I still would like him on my team. Yeah, I would too. I'm definitely, uh, he'd make the team better. Um, and I guess we'll end with this. But Jamal Adams, Dwayne Brown still needs to be extended for however long they extend him. Um. John Clayton said that he didn't, wasn't worried at all that that Dwayne Brown would not play week one. He said he, he thinks he will be there week one, no doubt. Um, but Jamal Adams signed uh, for four years, $70 million, $38 million guaranteed. Um, you know, said there was some hem and hawing, and then he got a – he said uh, last night on the on the broadcast. Oh, we, we knew just from him talking to in this press conference that his that his mom had texted him a couple times. He said last night during the broadcast of the game that his mom and had texted him and called him a couple of times and was just like, you know, stop stop worrying about this two million dollars or whatever and just do it. Uh I mean, having Adams back and he's still gonna be younger than thirty by the time this contract extension ends. I mean, I'm very happy. He resigned. I, he's a great. He's going to be a great player for the Seahawks. He has the a great attitude, and now they just need to get Dwayne Brown extended, and then they're good to go, right? Yeah, I was happy when I saw four years. I was like, yes, four years. It's not at least don't mess with this two year stuff. I mean, you're, you're probably not going to really sign anybody for any longer than four years. They don't want that because God knows what safeties are going to be making in four years. You know, probably sixty million a year, but. So they don't they don't want these long contracts, but four years is good. And and to hear him, I you know a lot of these kind of all these okay, he's got the big contract now he's just going to sit back and relax. I don't think Jamal Adams is that person. I think Jamal Adams is going to play harder. He's going to be appreciative of what he got, what he's what he has, and you know, and then even his mom, his mom's going to be on his butt, you know. <laughs> so we got that going for us as the Seahawks fans, but. Um, and it sounds like it really wasn't ever there wasn't really any adversarial situation. It was just a matter of, hey, we got to make the numbers work. And he wasn't going to sit out. And I believe him at that. I, I take his word for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited, too. And we'll get Brown done, I think. It's just, you know, and then and then 
when those guys get in the game, we'll see what the Seahawks have. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I guess if and we haven't talked about Stone Forsyth, but I think that's maybe a good thing that we haven't talked about him. Maybe he actually played a, a little bit better last night because even though, you know, when I was watching it, the Seahawks quarterbacks weren't, I mean, there were the Seahawks had three sacks or you got sacked three times. The Broncos, I didn't feel like the, I didn't feel like the offensive line was the issue, especially on dropbacks because the quarterbacks weren't immediately under pressure. They just quarterbacks just, well, Magoo just made bad decisions. Minion was just kind of out there. He's kind of bland. He didn't really do a whole lot. But, you know, again, hopefully we'll see the starters against the Chargers. Starters against the Chargers. I don't know. That sounds weird. But um, for a series or two or longer, as long as nobody gets hurt. And then uh, we'll move on two weeks later and, and have real football back. And, and the team will look completely different than it looks right now. I have no doubt. So, uh <laughs> Kevin, as always, has the final two words. Go Hawks! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.